Hey guys, welcome back to Nomad Wolf. You're listening to episode 27. In this quick Coffee Talk episode, we're joined with one of my good friends, Amrit Singh. He's a product marketer, event producer, incredible photographer, and one of my favorite people to brainstorm with. He's also the co-founder and director of growth at the creative powerhouse known as Good Hands. In these next 10 minutes, we go over some essential marketing needs and early stage startup needs to do to stay competitive. Ever fallen into the comparison trap? You might be left wondering how some people were able to create that largely disruptive company, collaborate with this incredible brand, or just simply monetize their passions right off of their laptop from God knows where. You're left inspired and hungrier than ever to create a business that will give you access to your unique version of freedom. But the only question is, how? My name is Glenn Gabriel, and this is the Nomad Wolf Podcast, a show that features creators, game changers, rule breakers, trendsetters, pretty much anyone around the world with the appetite to challenge the status quo. Behind their successes and failures, we dive into their stories filled with actionable advice and growth hacks that aim to equip location-independent minds everywhere so that they can answer their own life's question by constantly exploring their potential. We hope you find what you've been looking for or what's been looking for you. Hello, boys and girls. We're here on Nomad Wolf with another 10-minute coffee talk. This time, we're joined by one of my good friends and serial entrepreneurs, Amrit Singh. Currently based in San Francisco, my buddy Amrit has been through it all, which includes enduring an entire tech company life cycle from startup to acquisition. And we unpack that and a bit more about his latest venture, Good Hands, in a longer episode set to release. Amrit, it's awesome to have you on this installment of the 10-Minute Coffee Talk. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, be a part of this thing. Hell I wasn't yeah. a part of the uh, the first podcast you had, <laughs> first first episode that you re- or first season you released. So I'm excited to be a part of one of your your podcast series. Yeah, excited to have you on, man. As a series formality, um, and I know you're a big big coffee guy. How do you like your coffee, and where's your favorite coffee shop in the world? Ooh, um, I like my co- coffee strong. Uh, I'm not talking like like a dark roast or anything i'm just talking like caffeination level like it has to be up there because i need that extra jolt in the morning so i'm not particularly tied to any sort of brand but i think if i um were to have a cup every morning it would probably have to be uh, a pete's like medium roast um or uh or a filtered soul from uh phil's i think those are my two go-to's is is Pete's like a really big Bay Area thing? Because the past two Bay Area guests that I've interviewed have been all about Pete's. Uh, it, I think it is a Bay Area thing. And then I also, I think the, the thing is that there's so many uh, roasters here in the Bay Area, like so many, uh, you know, boutique, uh, small batch roast, roasters, if you will, like Ritual and Blue Bottle and stuff. Um, for the everyday coffee drinkers, I think they fall back on a uh, just a neutral blend, and I think Pete's does it really well with their with their medium or light roast. Mm. They're just well balanced. 
I, I, I need to try out Pete's. I mean, I, I feel like I've definitely had it just because it's such a common name. But now that I hear more, more and more, I, I think for Bay Area interviewers or interviewees, I, I should say, it's three for three for Pete's, which is wow. huge. Yeah. Well, pro, pro, pro tip for Pete's is if uh, I go, I probably go through like a bag or two every month. Um, but every time you go into the store and buy a bag, they give you a free uh, cup of coffee on spot. So that's, uh, Boom, that's man. my game plan. <laughs> that's, that's the hack right there. That's the hack. And we're <laughs> going to get into more growth hacks, um, in this episode. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to jump in here and say, um, you know how people say you're a reflection of, uh, of your friends and the, the closest people to you. Well, I just want to add that this guy continues to have a really positive impact on my life. And and that's been reflected in my creativity, uh, ability to execute on whatever venture that I, I have in my mind, and also my ability to fully appreciate a good cup of coffee. So I want to thank this guy right here. Um, yeah, I think I think we uh, we're good at brainstorming with each other. We yeah. we don't hold any judgment. We we're open to criticism, and I think that's uh, two of the biggest things when you're when you're trying to think creatively with someone else and trying to brainstorm off you know bounce off ideas so i think we do that pretty well yeah hell yeah if i if i had a coffee a coffee cup i'd cheers you right now man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but enough bromance i wanted to jump in and chat more about your latest project um for those who don't know about good hands it's a creative agency uh founded by amrit and two other people um, operating in, in different cities. We all know that the internet can't afford business owners a location independent lifestyle. But when it comes to being a creative agency, what are you know some growth strategies that have given you guys the most impact? Um, I guess starting out since you guys are mm-hmm. maybe only a year or a year mm-hmm. and a half old, right? Yeah. Um, so I think our our like advantage, I guess, so to speak, is uh, we used to work together. Um, there's three of us uh, full time at this agency, and we all used to work at a startup together. Um, we were um, at Tint, uh, which is a social media startup now owned by Filestack. Uh, but we were their marketing team, and we created all the campaigns, uh, designed them, ran them, developed them, and not just the campaigns, but Tint's entire marketing strategy. We we kind of owned. Um, and Tint was a small, scrappy company. We didn't have many resources. Um, we were bootstrapped, didn't raise any venture funding. So we had to kind of make do with what we had. And so we were really good at just being scrappy and testing ideas quickly and getting them off the ground and seeing if they worked or not. And if they did, then we would double down on it. If they didn't, we would you know, move on and build a new MVP. And so that's kind of the mentality that we take now. Uh, we are if you want to say like hyper-focused on startups that are in a similar space, uh, startups that don't have the resources to build a full marketing team, we kind of plug ourselves in and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of experts in, um, you know, just general marketing from, you know, building campaigns to, you know, design, building landing pages, funnels, and doing market research, competitor landscaping, pretty much anything from uh, the kind of, uh, conception of a product to the final launch stage to, you know, iterating on that product. Uh, we, we like essentially just plug ourselves in and, and become the marketing team for other startups, not just in the Bay area, but around the world. And so that's kind of where our focus lies is on those 
seed funded, you know, seed round startups. Maybe they've just raised a series A and they're trying to get their marketing off the ground. Uh, we help them really kickstart their, their marketing efforts. So when it comes to being a creative agency, um, mm-hmm. what are, what are some growth strategies that you feel have given you or your clients the most impact? I would say that it's, um, pretty basic, right? Like with a lot of these startups that we work with, um, you know, the, the kind of common problem that we see amongst, um, startups in this phase. And I'm talking like startups that have just raised money or they're about to raise money. They usually have their product side figured out. Um, and then they have a sales team selling that product. Maybe they have one account, one or two account managers that are managing their clients. Um, but really what happens is there is kind of a disconnect between the two sides, between the sales and the product side. And so that's where we kind of plug ourselves in and allow them to, um, make their messaging, make their products feel more cohesive, more consistent when they're talking about their product with their customers. So, um, you know, for sales, it's simply creating assets, um, uh, creating sales enablement creating videos, creating any sort of asset that will help sales be able to do their job more easily. Um, so when, you know, salespeople are on the phone with their customers, um, customers are usually asking about features, about competitors possibly. Uh, and so they need to be able to kind of do objection handling on the spot. And so we kind of plug ourselves in and um, really get to know their landscape, who their competitors are, who their target market is, and develop those value propositions for their sales team to be able to talk about their product um, in a consistent manner. Uh, same with product. Um, product also deals with customers. You know, you have support, you have product managers speaking to their customers. They need enablement. They need assets as well. Um, and the entire team needs to be talking about their product in a, in a uniform manner. Um, with a lot of startups that we see, they're not talking about their product in um, a consistent or uniform fashion. They're, you know, the product team is usually talking about how easy it is to use features or how this cool new feature is coming out, but really uh, the client really just cares about, you know, can they get their job done? Um, and so we, we, pl- we basically plug ourselves in and help them kind of kickstart their marketing initiatives and um, basically get their, their entire team talking about their product in a, in a uniform way. Um, and so that's what I found really, really helps, uh, you know, startups that are kind of in this early stage uh, phase. Yeah, I I feel like that's probably the most important thing is just being able to communicate uniformly your your brand message, what whatever mm-hmm. your product can do, um, mm-hmm. in in that unified manner, right? To have everybody mm-hmm. in every department kind of talking about, um, you know, I guess the brand story or the brand messaging and positioning it in in one direct way to kind right. of offset that offset any arguments or or anything like that, right? Yeah, no, totally. And um, once you have your customer or, you know, several whatever customer segments you're after, um, you create that that brand messaging or that core messaging that aligns with each of those segments. Um, so you, you really have to know your, your customer, whether, you know, if you're targeting the hospitality industry or you're targeting, um, you know, retail or um, F&B, whatever it is, uh, you want to know what their kind of pain points are and really be able to speak to those pain points. Um, you know, it could be the same feature, but um, each industry, like different industries might find different value in that particular feature. And uh, that's something that we really learned at Tint because we serviced a 
a wide variety of industries um, from the retail space to the hospitality to higher education. Um, you know, they all use the same features, but we spoke about those features in a different manner. So it was a lot of, you know, it was essentially account-based marketing and, and we really kind of honed in on that um, as we went from a downstream product to a enterprise solution. Nice, nice. You spoke a, a little bit about uh, doing competitor research and how to mm-hmm. um, offset clients that bring up competitor arguments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, How much do you recommend to a client uh, when it comes to researching competitors, messaging, and whatever Mm -hmm. their product offers and have that kind of inform either your client's messaging or your your own company's messaging? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it's really important to do customer or uh, competitor research um, because you you need to know your landscape and you need to know what else is out there. Um, you know, certain competitors might actually be a better solution for your customers than you are. And if you you know you're honest with your your customers that you're talking to, they will value your opinion more because you are the in the industry experts. So I think that's that's a big thing. Is you know the more I guess your customers understand that you are like the industry experts and they should be listening to you. Um, they will put their trust in you, um, you know, whether it's you're trying to get them on your product or you tell them, hey, look, like we actually might not be the best suited product for you. This is something else that you might find um, better for your kind of needs. So I think it's really about building that trust with your with your customers, your prospects and, and so on. Yeah, building that trust, um, you know, will definitely come back in, in good karma, usually. Um, mm-hmm. I think all those points are super valuable. And in Amrit's actual full length episode, we dive in deeper, you know, yes, his story and like everything that he's started up to get into good hands. And then also his uh, ups and downs within Tint as well. Yeah, Amrit, thank you so much for jumping on this installment of the 10 Minute Coffee Talk. And we look forward to hearing your full length episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'm excited to hear all of the episodes that you have um, coming out. I saw a few of the names on on your roster and um, I'm really excited to hear what everyone else has to say. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Nomad Wolf Podcast. It really means so much that you guys take the time out of your day to spend it with me and our guests. I really hope that today's content here and on the blog helps you on your path. If you're a new listener and like what you hear, feel free to hit the subscribe button. We'll be interviewing more Nomad Wolves and unpacking more secrets and stories that you don't want to miss. I'm going to leave you guys right here, but in the meantime, take care, take care of each other, stay present, and do your best to move forward, even if it's only a little bit. I'll catch you next time. Peace.